Welcome back, everyone, to the final episode for Star Trek Picard, Fake Nerds Watch. This is going to be for episode 10, Farewell. I am Brandon T. McClure, Fake Nerd Podcast, as always, joined by Cookie from Just a Little Podcast. What is going on, my friend? It is so good to be back with you talking Star Trek. Yeah, and now that episode eight, eight and nine are out, uh, episode 10, what do we think? <laughs> Of the entire series or this last episode? Just the last episode. We'll get into some maybe some series talk a little later, but let's just talk about this episode for now. Okay. And this is the last episode, episode 10. So I would say they did a good job putting a bow on it. It looks like they did not follow the Game of Thrones idea, and they stayed away from that. They didn't rush the ending, I think. I think it was nicely put together. A lot of things that we talked about throughout the entire season of this led up to this episode which was really nice so i enjoyed it for what it was it was a nice ending yeah i think for the most part i agree with that i like it it's a good ending for the season i think all in all this season is better than the first yes um i agree there's just some things in this episode that i'm confused about would it be the thing that i've been talking about all season how we have a paradox here yeah. Okay. I hate that this is a paradox. <laughs> I, I called it. I legit called it. It doesn't make any sense. How would that? Be, <laughs> how is that? I. How are they meant to? Because like when he's just like I. I used to tell. I used to hear stories of of the bullet holes in the chateau, and I'm just like, no, no, <laughs> no. I think I just took it more of like. Let me not fill my head with so much anticipation of what a Star Trek show should be. Let me enjoy it for what it is as face value rather than compare it to other Star Trek or even compare it to Discovery. Just let it be a standalone by itself and enjoy it for what it is as an enjoyable ride from start to finish with emotions, with action, with adventure, with chaos, with excitement, and with mystery. There should have been more action. There should have been of one hundred percent. I, I, I agree with you so much, and I think you talked about the last episode. Rios was not used to his true potential. <sighs> Rios. That's the biggest takeaway that I I can see is Rios. Just I don't know why. There's got to be a reason why he wasn't used. But like the ending of have I, we'll get to it. But having him be secluded, I just did not want yeah. that. I agree. There's this episode also has that problem. As soon as Picard as soon as Picard leaves with Talon, mm-hmm. Seven, Rafi, and 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 Rios are useless. Yeah. They their plot line, their their B plot of stopping that drones is just kind of there because they're like, well, we gotta give them something to do. Yes. And like I I I don't know. I, I think all in all. It's it's a good ending, but this episode kind of exemplifies some struggles of the season of these character arcs, specifically Rios, mm-hmm. um, who I think started with a strong character arc and then was and then just kind of fizzled out. Yeah, um, I think interestingly, Seven and Rafi had a bad character arc in the beginning and then kind of got better. Yes, and especially this ending because there was so much like built up tension like i wouldn't say sexual tension but more of like intimacy tension romantic tension yes that was needed to be lifted and i was so happy that it got lifted and then the opposite side of the coin it's like we see rios's um tension but it doesn't get resolved i don't think it's resolved correctly because i feel like he is an action man he's a captain and now he's stuck in a century that he doesn't belong into. But at the same time, he fulfills his purpose in life. So it was right. weird. he fulfills a prophecy, like a prophetic life, apparently, yeah. because like even Guinan has this moment at the end where he's where she's like, you know, I didn't think you, I thought you would notice the fact that I debated taking the picture. Down. She had that picture up in 10 forward last time Picard was there. And it's like, so they were always meant to go to the, 
past, but that doesn't make any sense because they can only come from a past of an altered timeline. Uh. Like you said, you're like, I don't like this because it's it's so convoluted. And I can agree with you. It is very tough. And it's almost like, okay, are we going to be in this continuous loop now? Because if you really think about it, a paradox is just a continuous loop over and over again. You're just replaying the same thing over and over again. Not necessarily. That's a time loop. But how do you get out of this paradox? Well, you're already out of it. You get out of the paradox. It's it's So this episode should have been The Voyage Home, right? Okay. Like this episode should have been Star Trek for The Voyage Home. It takes a lot of cues from it. It's structured very similarly. Um, Star Trek for The Voyage Home is not a predetermined timeline. It is not a paradox. It is not. Kirk and Spock are not always meant to go back to 1983 to bring whales to. to they are actively changing the future by taking those whales out. But this doesn't matter because they're whales and they're going to go mm-hmm. extinct soon anyway. Um, and the. But in this case, this has more in common with Time's Arrow, which is an episode we talked about in the beginning when we first met Guinan. Yes. Time's Arrow is a paradox. They find they find uh, Data's head in a cave in mm-hmm. San Francisco that's been there for a couple of hundred years. Then they have then that sets them to go investigate where where what you know this 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 alien species, which sets them to go back in time, which puts Data's head there, which does the thing. So, like, the that's the that's the paradox, and as soon as you're done with the events of the paradox, you just kind of move on timeline as normal. It's not yeah. like you're going to wake up the next day and all of a sudden the baby face killer is going to be there again. It's a Happy Death Day reference for you instead of Groundhog. <laughs> I went for Happy Death Day and not Groundhog's Day because I'm normal. I, was, I, I would have pulled Groundhog's Day. I don't know why you went the other way. Because Happy Death Day is good, man. Groundhog Day is a classic. I, I don't think there's a bad time loop movie. Okay. Then I think all the movies, Edge of Tomorrow, Happy Death Day, Happy Death Day to You, Groundhog's Day, all excellent. Right on, right on. Um, and if you disagree with me, uh, don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, I just don't think that we needed this to be a predetermined a predestination moment for these characters if you're also going to include the threat of a new timeline of a of a of a significantly more evil timeline that's and that brings actually a good segue to i don't understand q's plan like at all i think q's plan was for picard to realize that his past doesn't define him but it still makes him who he is, and he needs to realize that. I get why Q did this. Because mm-hmm. we have that beautiful scene in the in the atrium. Yep. Great scene. I get why Q did this. The way he went about it makes no sense, though. Do you think it's because he he didn't have enough power to do what he wanted to do? So he used what limited resources he had available to him in order to make things happen. For but why? But why? Why make? Why involve Soong? Why involve Corey, who doesn't I, factor into the plot at all? If you look at Soong, Soong is alone, and it's almost like a a foreshadow of what would possibly happen with Picard. Because if you think about it, Doctor Soong has nobody. He really doesn't. He has two sons that are robotic. No, but Arsung, Arsung, like Noonien Sung, but, but you're talking about Noonien Sung, but I'm talking about Adam Sung. Why is Adam Sung in this episode, in this season? Because he has to bring in Corey, which is in the first season. So you have to have that joint capacity of story arc. I don't think you do. Unless you, if you were to take them both out, then yes, fine. I don't think, I don't think, I, I do not think Sung, I think Brent Spiner is great. He's a great mm-hmm. actor. He as the as a villain of this piece serves nothing in the end. Okay. He's in yeah. far too little of the episodes to make a to make an impact at all. He's not a prevalent threat until the ninth episode. Um, and Corey is a completely wasted character that ultimately her arc ends to nothing. Yeah, like Are I just. Don't... 
I just don't I don't get why Corey was involved in the story at all. To bring to literally it's just bring a continuity and that's all it is is for continuity of season one to season two and why she is or who she, why she is who she is, if that makes sense. Like without Dr. Sung, she isn't who she is. But she I didn't need that. So, yeah. I didn't I didn't need that. No, but then I mean think about it. Did we really need to flesh out Picard's past? Did we really need a history? We really didn't need a history, but we got it and we're excited we got it. We didn't need a relationship with his father and why he didn't have one, but we got it anyways. Okay, fair. I see what you're saying. But those things, those elements end up being important to a character in mm-hmm. that we follow, that we that we know. Corey is not a character that interacts with any of the main characters of the show. In this season, but in season one, she does, doesn't she? But that's not Corey. Then who is that? That's Soji. What about her sister? What's her sister's name? Dodge. Dang it. So where, where, how do they come into this? They're androids. Corey is an augmented human. Ah, uh, you lost me. See? They all look the same. <laughs> well, that's the joke. There's there's Corey yeah. uh, uh Dodge and Dodge and um uh Soji and the other one. I forgot that there's a third one, but with the gold skin. Yep. They were created by um Alton Sung in the 24th century. Um to and they look like Corey. Like Sung, like male Sung modeled androids look like Dr. Sung. Mm-hmm. Um and so like Corey is an augmented human who doesn't interact with any of the main characters, doesn't even really interact with Q, like a, like not really. Mm-hmm. Um, is just manipulated by Q to escape, uh, and that's really more, that's really it. Q manipulated by Q to affect Doctor Sun because this is Doctor Sun's longest experiment, longest living experiment. So. The fact that there's so much connection with her, that he uses her to get to Dr. Sung, inevitably trying to go and stop the the ship from launching off in outer space. Yeah, I mean, I get that. But then but, can you also can you also tell me knowing why can can you tell me why knowing why that Q wanted to do this? This is a lesson for Picard. Mm-hmm. Why is Sung an important part of that lesson? If he doesn't, if he isn't even a threat, like not really. It, it, is he, a, he's not a threat now, but there's a potential for him to be a threat. If Picard doesn't succeed in realizing that his past doesn't define him, but it helps to create who he is today. But see, that's not, that's not what's going to create the Confederacy. If okay, if Picard doesn't succeed in realizing who he is, does he actually does he actually help Renee? Yeah, he does. How? Because he's Picard. <laughs> That's he's not been a good doing answer. it. No, but he's been doing it for decades anyway. Yeah, he helps like, set I, he helps set Guinan back on the on the right path without having to reconcile with his past family trauma. Like he's like it. If Q's mission, if mm-hmm. Q's purpose was to be like, you need to reconcile your past so that you can move forward and grow because I want that for you. He says, it's not, it's not for any galactic importance. It's because I want that for you. I just want you to be happy. I want you to reconcile this. There's no, there's nothing in the text of the show that says if he doesn't, Renee doesn't get on the Europa mission and soon becomes a totalitarian dictator. Gotcha. There's nothing about that. They're two completely separate things. Okay, let's let's grab my idea. What if, as, as for me, I, I if I remember correctly, you're not very religious, but as for me, I, I am pretty religious. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest questions that people kind of ask is, why, why God? Like, why does this happen? If you're this all omnipotent person, you you have this ability to do whatever you want. Why did you choose to do this? And that's one of those mysteries that uh, people of religion or not religion have is why does this happen to me? Or why did you do this? Why not just make everybody happy? Make it simple, make it easy, done. You have the power to do it. Why not do it? 
the same thing applies here is you take Q as God, mm-hmm. which he had a beautiful monologue at the end. And he said that Picard is his favorite, favorite creation, if you will. Well, he's one of his favorite people. He's one of his favorite yes. humans. And for, for us, we are God's favorite creation out of all of his creations. But at the same time, we have family members that have cancer that pass away. Um, we have different things. We have war. We have famine. We have disease. We have struggles. And all that stuff is ask. We all ask the question, why? And maybe we're not meant to know the reason why. Maybe we're just meant to know that there's a journey that we need to go and partake on it and, and enjoy the good, the bad, the sad, the happy, all of it. We need to we need to take it and move forward with it and I'm not make to... that control our lives. Okay. I see what you're saying. And I do but think, <laughs> I, but I like I see I see what you're saying. But the thing is, we're not talking about uh, we're not talking about trying to create meaning in a in a in a meaningless world. That's our world. That's his. That's li- that's life. Do you Fiction. Think that Picard's life is meaningless though, because no, no. I'm, I'm hold on. With. You didn't let me finish. You didn't let me finish. Sorry, ahead, our life is meaningless. Our, okay. our 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 place on this world is meaningless and mm-hmm. we have created we have created these and we are we try to put we have since the dawn of civilization we try to put the why does the moon come up oh it's because a giant bird faced god decides it so like we yeah. have always assigned meaning to things that, we, that that are just the way that light the, the way that the world and the universe work mm-hmm. um this is this is not we are not in star trek though Correct. That is a fictional world where stories do have meaning. Stories tell these are stories being told to us that impart lessons. So, my so so at the end of the day, it just really comes down to why the hell did Q decide to punish the entirety of the universe, not just Picard? The entire mm-hmm. universe was changed. Just so Picard, just so Q could say, "Hey, you need to forgive yourself about what happened to your mom." That seems ridiculous to me. He loves, he loves Picard. But like, but okay, <laughs> go back to Tapestry. Go back no, to the no, episode no, I Tapestry. Agree. I definitely, I agree. I agree. If you do, you, do you remember the episode Tapestry of Star Trek: yeah. Generation? Yes. Picard's Picard is dying, and Q says, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you back." to the moment that your artificial heart was given to you and we can change this. Mm-hmm. And that lesson was to learn, no, this is part of me. The The decisions that I have made have led to the man I have become. Um, and I, and I wouldn't change any of them. Very similar lesson being taught with no galactic reparation, right? like no galactic like problems. Yes. Right, he didn't turn the Federation into a totalitarian nightmare just to tell Picard, "Hey, you're a pretty good captain." But for some reason, he decided to destroy the universe so that Picard could just forgive himself about what happened to his mom. That's weird. Okay, if you if you watch this season, yeah, and it was an exact granted tapestry. I thought was a really good episode. Great episode, yeah. One of my favorites. If you watch this entire season and realize that this season of 10 episodes is tapestry elongated to 10 episodes, would you still enjoy it? Or would you be like, wow, guys, you couldn't couldn't have thought of anything else? Like, you you have so much knowledge. There's so many people in the writer's room, and you guys go back to an old formula that, yes, worked, but it's an old formula. Like, we want to see something new. We We don't want to see repetition repeat itself over and over again throughout star trek it gets dull it gets boring i would prefer the season to be that though looking back on it i think i would have preferred if they were just like hey picard you just set the auto destruct system on the stargaze you just destroyed the galaxy by the way mm-hmm. well, i'm gonna take you back because i want you to forgive yourself I'm going to take you back. I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you back to your mom. So you can maybe, maybe like the story is he has a chance to stop his mom from killing herself. Then that right? would change everything. That would change Picard. That would change who he is because he has been trying to, 
he has been trying to forgive himself for it, and that has co- that has saved galaxies. Like his, like they say, your grief has saved countless civilizations. Talon says to to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like losing that, I don't know. Q's plan is just nonsensical, quite honestly. But, but like, go ahead. The, the monologue. There's three monologues. One that Picard does, which was exceptional, and then there's two that Q does. And both those really hit home with me. Yeah, I think when he when Picard puts the key away, and they, and he goes to see it goes to see Q, and Q's just sitting there, and they have the conversation. Uh, it is brilliant. I think I think it's just two actors just being brilliant. Um, and the the when he gets up and he looks at him, and he says, "You matter to me." Mm-hmm. Hold it right up. Pulled at my heartstrings. You and me both. I get it. Like I get, I get the why now. Like I understand wanting to. Like Q is dying alone. He is going to die. There's going to be no one there to mourn him. He's going to. uh, He's just going to poof out of existence. And 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 it's going to and it's going to and he doesn't want that for Picard. So he really wants to impart this lesson onto him of like, I want you to be. I want you to forgive yourself so that you can start letting people in because I don't want what I am going through. I don't want you to go through. Yeah. Um, and I, I, and it's and even like Picard says like, why is there some galactic thing that I'm going to be needed for? And he's like, no, no, I just want you to be happy. Yeah. And that, that, was, that it was beautiful. I, I, I started to get like a, not my throat. And then the very end, when you see Q kind of go and say, like, I have one last thing. And he's like, if I have enough magical power, I'll see if I can make it happen. And then before that happens, you see Picard just give him a hug. And I was like, oh, when 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 he's when he's there and he and he's like talking to everyone, um, he still has to be that smug little bitch when he's just like, what happened to Elnor? He's like, who? Like, he (laughs) knows. I lost it. He knows what he did, and he, and and when Rios decides to stay, and he says, um, he says, "Well, farewell, Mon Capitan." Yes, and 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 uh, um, this will be my final goodbye, my final trick, or whatever. And Picard, uh, like, I, I have to leave you now. It's like, but not alone, right? Mm-hmm. That was the point of all this, right? Yes. And Picard goes in for the hug, and I just, admittedly, I watched this at one a.m., but like. I was not prepared to 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 say goodbye to Q. Same, same. And the the phrase farewell mon capitaine. I kid you not, like that knot just evaporated and these tears just started to roll down. Legitimately, like, legitimately sobbing. There was so there's so many years that we have of Q and there's it was almost like a farewell to Bacard in a sense. And it, even though we're getting like another season, it just this finale really, really hit home. It was, it was Q Emotional. saying, it was Q saying goodbye to his best friend, mm-hmm. like finally acknowledging that this that Picard was his best friend, someone that he cared very much about. That's yeah. why he kept bugging him. Like honestly, that is the only reason why Q kept bugging Picard because he liked him. That's it, and and to 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 have that moment of just acknowledging it, like saying it to Picard, mm-hmm. was really great. I just rub up against the fact that like the this plan that Q has set in motion doesn't justify. It, it, it doesn't billions of lives. Yeah, it just it doesn't it doesn't work. It's too it's too big of a plan to just have the lesson be know thyself. What's he supposed to know? What's he supposed to learn? All right. You're not going to you're not going to convince me, buddy. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Gonna you're not going to do it. I'm All right, so I, it doesn't make sense to me. You're a married man. No. So you Oh, you're not married. No. Oh, I thought you were married. Okay. Not you have yet. a girlfriend now. Yeah. Okay. So you've been with your girlfriend for, I guess, a few, for a decent amount of time? Mm-hmm. About seven years. Okay. So with your relationship with her, 
you know that if if the fate of your life depended on it, she would do everything to pull through to make sure that you survive. You have complete trust in her to know that, hey, I need you to pull through. I need you to make this happen. Can I count on you? She's going to be like, without a doubt, yes. Whatever whatever it is. If it's like, hey, I need you to pick up a thousand pounds. For some reason, she's going to get the strength to do it. So she, you have this utmost utmost faith in her ability to succeed. Where you going she has that same utmost ability of watching Picard see, succeed. So he knows that he can entrust Picard with billions of lives and know that Picard is going to choose the right path. So for Q, it wasn't a hard decision. It wasn't a complex situation. It was very, very small because Q knew Picard was going to do the right thing and choose the right outcome. But why punish it, so it many people? Because you're looking at it in this, you're looking at it too big. For Q, this is like, do I have lunch at 12 or do I have lunch at one? Whereas for Picard, it's like, hey, do I kill off one to save the billions or do I kill the billions to save one? That's Picard's mind. But for Q, it's something super, super simple because he's entrusted Picard multiple times over and over and over again, not only with his life, but with the lives of his crew with billions beforehand. So he knows he can trust Picard without a shadow of a doubt. The pieces laid out. You know that jigsaw puzzle that I talked about last time? That yes. jigsaw puzzle? The completely white jigsaw puzzle that you have to put together? <laughs> the, it, 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 to use a different analogy, it's like this, ep- this season said to me, 4 plus 4 equals 10. Okay, I got you. I, it's I, not gonna... the, I get the ending. Mm-hmm. I get it. And there's even pieces in there. But when you put all the pieces of just Q, what Q is doing, how he meets with Soong, what he does with Corey, how Soong interacts with the cast, how the Borg Queen gets involved, none of it adds up to, yeah, I just wanted you to forgive yourself for your mom. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. The the fact that he forgave himself for his mom is honestly an accident. It's quite honestly, the structure of the show presents it as an accident. It is accidental that that happened. And because like when Talon says, Q wanted you to see that memory, right? I said, what? Since what? What? How? How? Where did that come from? I don't get it. I just, it's whatever. It's fine. I, yeah, I guess I, I'll try till I'm black and blue, but it seems like I won't convince you, Mr. Michael Carls. I'm sorry. I, I'm trying. No, it's, I'm, I, <laughs> Mike likes th- these kinds of things like break Mike to the point that he doesn't, he doesn't like this. He doesn't like these shows. I still like this episode. Okay. You know, there's still a lot that I like in this episode. I just, there's also things looking back on that I lament that we, you know, we shouldn't have, have, have diverted to the FBI agent. That didn't come to anything. That shouldn't have been in the season. Yeah, I can agree. Um, Sung, again, if Sung had interacted with any member of our cast sporadically, uh, continuously, if he was acting like more a more prevalent threat, because we had three threats in the season, the Borg mm-hmm. Queen um uh, q and soon and yeah. none of them ever felt like a threat together they always none of them interacted with our main characters except for the board queen and Girati. but even mm-hmm. then the board queen didn't interact with anyone else true soon only talks to picard once and then never again talked to anybody outside of maybe yelling at him through, through a window like yeah, it's just it, it's just for me, this it, it, it we if the, if these were the threats, they should have been more prevalent. They should have been constantly a threat. Sung should have it, it should have made sense that Sung is a is a is is the threat that we are trying to stop because if he becomes this if, because he is the reason why the Confederacy happens. So we have to stop Sung. But there's never a moment. In any episode outside of nine and ten, 
that that is ever the case that they even try to stop him. They never go mm-hmm. to his lab. They never try to reason with him. They never have a conversation with him. And then you add, and then you add Corey, who legitimately comes to nothing. And that's a that sucks because like I, I was really strong in this season when it first started, and I'm kind of sad that it fizzled in the way it did. But that said, I'm tired of being negative. What did you think about Wesley Crusher? All right, there are two main people. From Next Generation that I... Three. There's a lot of them. Never mind. <laughs> but Wesley Crusher is a person that I've always loved. Yeah. I've loved Wesley Crusher. Since day one, I've loved him. I think it's because I watched Next Generation through the eyes of a kid. And there were no kids on Star Trek. Like, we had, yeah, Star Trek Day. Or Picard Day. I'm sorry. We had Picard Day. But there was never really, like, a lot of kids that were on set. And especially, like, on the bridge. You never there was really no saw main, that. Sur- surely no main characters. Correct. Yeah. So for for that, Wesley was like a big part for me, and it, it I envisioned myself as Wesley being on the bridge and being part of the crew and becoming an ensign, and then becoming this all powerful being that travels the cosmos and corrects time, if you will. Yeah. So really interestingly, they've made it so that um, the travelers. Um, there's, there's a group of them called the travelers mm-hmm. and they are responsible for Gary seven and for yes. Talon, um, which was not originally the plan. I'm sure when they invented the travelers, I do like connecting those two next, the, the, the original series and next generation concepts together to make them one. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a cool idea. Cause they say like, the travelers can travel all throughout plane, different planes of existence. Like they're higher beings. And, and so having them be like time protectors that they're constantly trying to make sure that the flow of time, it like works well, like goes the way it, it, it should, mm-hmm. uh, it is an interesting idea that I think probably has a little bit more, compl- uh, um, ramifications than we should probably think about. Yes, yes. I, I, I don't want to dive too deep in it, but I will say that I, I enjoyed the fact that he made it into there and I was really happy. Um, yeah. It, so, it actually made me look up his mom again because I still have a crush on her. I think she's still gorgeous. Really? Beverly is still gorgeous. I don't think she's aged very well. You don't? No. Oh, I think she's still, she's still attractive to me. Now, Orla Brady. <laughs> Momulin. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I really, I did really appreciate bringing back Wesley though. I thought it was, I thought it was a, a good choice. Apparently when Wesley was on the table, all the shows had like a mad dash to bring him back. Grab him. Cause they, they, they can only, they can only do it once. And I guess like it came down to lower decks and Picard and Picard eventually won out. I'm happy. I'm happy for that. Yeah. I just would have liked to have cared to, bit about Corey, like mm-hmm. at all and it especially yeah. sucks because because like here's the thing Issa Briones is not coming back next season yeah I, I I've been trying not to but I, I dabbled unfortunately because I keep getting alerts about the yeah. cast who's coming back who's not coming back so uh like if Issa Briones was coming back I'd be like okay this is probably set up for the next season whatever galactic threat that they're setting up has something to do with the travelers mm-hmm. um and and Issa Briones will 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 be there and then she's not coming back and I'm like then what the hell but we have this this wormhole that's sitting there that's being watched by the Borg and a half or Borg 2.0 I guess you can call them uh Borgati is what people Borgati. call her. Because okay. <laughs> uh, Gerardi, Borg. Yeah. So, yeah, um, the Borgati is now watching over this portal. Except that's also that that also doesn't make a lot of sense to me because because like Issa Briones, um Allison Pill is not coming back next season. Yep. So are we ever going to address the giant trans warp conduit unlike anything that seven has ever seen in the room like what's that what are we doing now you don't need her because if you think about it she has a mask on 
you don't need to do a, a Boba Fett here. You don't need to take off the helmet every single second. You can be a Mandalorian and keep a helmet on. You don't even need her voice because her voice is now changed into a Borg-like voice. So you don't really need it. You don't even need her to speak. I understand what you're saying, but I do disagree with this one because like the, the point of something like this to me would be to set up a plot line for the next season. Uh You know, we know that they filmed these two seasons back to back. Um, They broke these stories at the same time, roughly. Um, So you have this idea that this galactic threat that would have wiped out the entire galaxy or the entire quadrant was foiled by a couple of shields. Cool. Um, And the Borg, not the Borg, this sect of the Borg, this version of the Borg, um, which we got confirmation from someone that like the Borg, this was not not meant to be a retcon of the Borg. It's it's a different faction. Correct. Um, Which we, we, we talked about, we assumed. Um, now have a provisional membership of the Federation to watch over this transwarp conduit. Mm-hmm. And it's it's set up a mystery that I guess could play out in the next season, but it's strange to me that you wouldn't play that out with at least not having Jurati, having Allison Pill there for an episode or two. The fact that she's not coming back at all for the next season is where I'm confused. Why have that set up if you're not going to pay it off? Yeah. But do you think that, it's maybe them pulling the the Andrew Garfield, oh, I'm not in the movie? But why would they do that? Because we already know that she's in we already know that she's there. Like yeah. it's not like it's not like Andrew Garfield was in Spider-Man Far From Home and then said, "No, nah, I'm not going to be in No Way Home." But we all, there was not a person out there who didn't believe he was going to be in the movie. Well, I know that, but but like the 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 difference would the difference is that we we have already seen, yeah, we've already seen her. We've already we've already seen her. We have set her up to return, but she's just not going to. And that's the thing about Isipriones, where it's like, with Corey has been set up for a return, Mm -hmm. but she's not going to. The only actor who wasn't set up for a return who's not coming back is Rios. Yep. Because he he, he died. apparently lived through three wars. And, and then he died, died with in a cigar in his hand. I I do I I don't like that Rios stayed. I just don't. I just I, I unfortunately there's nothing we can do, right? It just I know. Gotta, you got to live with it. But let me like, I just, I like Rios as a character a lot. I really like, he was my favorite character in the first season. Um, I, I thought he felt at home on the Stargazer bridge. And mm-hmm. the fact that we're not, that this, this next season is seen as like, I, I guess they've talked about it. Like season three is going to be like a starship adventure. They're going to, they're going to be on a starship and they're going to go. It's not the Stargazer and it's not with Captain Rios. And that's a bummer. Cause like, I, I I just don't feel like Rios got a good send off. If this is the last of Rios, I just don't think this was a good way to do it. He he gets side, sidelined a lot. We don't get a, we don't get a big character arc with him. We don't get a big like triumphant goodbye. It's just kind of like, yeah, I, yeah, I've been existing in the show for a bit, but so I'm just gonna kind of just gonna kind of be here. It just kind of fizzled and it doesn't it didn't feel like it was an earned goodbye because it just doesn't feel like we got enough with that character. For sure. Have you. Have you played Uncharted before? Yeah. But have you played all of them? The last one, Uncharted 4? Yep. OK, so then it's been enough time for people out there. Spoilers if you haven't played the game. Um, but in the end, we go back to the home and we were playing as a little girl and she's walking. You can walk around the house and explore the house. And then you see Nathan Drake and um, I forgot her name back together. And Elena. Elena, thank you. So you see them all together again. And it's like a it's a beautiful send off. I would have loved to have gotten that where we now kind of. What is it? Flash back to the past in the future yeah. to see Rios together sitting like in Cuba or whatever, smoking a cigar. And he's leading people, uh, refugees from like somewhere to some other place 
and we see him doing something noble and like you see him with a smile on his face and then it ends and then we cut back to the bar scene where oh yeah rios had this life and this is what happened to him that would have been great but we just didn't have enough time to execute that however they could probably do like a bonus feature right i guess but at that, that point it's too I, late i don't think it would fix it because the because it doesn't fix the fact that he doesn't really get a successful he doesn't get a fulfilling character arc in this season mm-hmm. you know he doesn't get any standout moments he doesn't really the best thing that anybody that, that people talk about his season about him in the season was when he was the captain of the stargazer nobody and talks about him clones. after that and all of his clones that's about it yeah well that was from last season, season one yeah we get so, like one don't we get one clone yeah uh uh Seven kept one clone on the Lost Arena. Mm-hmm. I I would have been more okay with it if Rios had like a a a good arc. Yeah, like you know, a, an arc great. that that really just kind of like nailed it. And like the the end, we're we're like constantly on him, and he's constantly kind of being like, "Oh, maybe this is the place that I that I belong." You know, but I belong in space because blah, blah, blah. But we don't really get anything out of that except for one scene with Rafi where he says like, man, these Cubans are great. They're real Cubans. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, w- and and then we just kind of get a lot of couple talk, which is fine. I like, I like the couple. It just made more sense to me with the arc that they've given Rios that she would come to the future, you know? Yeah. But it is what it is. You're right. I can't do anything about it. It's not like <laughs> I, it's not like I can go back in time and learn about myself and change the future. For sure. One thing I, I will say is um, I think that they set up pretty nicely for Seven to potentially become a captain of a ship, yeah. which she deserves. I hope that's the case. I'm kind of getting a little concerned that she and Rafi aren't coming back. That would be rough. Then who who is besides Picard? That's the point, because they're bringing back the original se- the, the Next Generation cast. It wouldn't yeah. be anyone. Yeah, I I don't necessarily like that. Don't get me wrong. I'm super stoked to see the Next Generation cast back. I'm mm-hmm. super stoked for that. But it just feels I didn't want to gain them by losing this cast. I got you. And, and then, like, also, Elnor is alive again at the end of the season. But he's also not coming back next season. Nope. But, but then what, again, are we, what are we it, doing? That's the thing. For him, you don't need him to come back. Because he's on another starship, he he signed up for Starfleet, so he's going off and out of space. Exploring. I understand. I understand that, but this is a this is a three season story with a cast of characters that we meet in season one that are not going to be in season three. Mm-hmm. The, and the all the ones that left outside of Allison Pill didn't get a good character arc. Yeah, Elmore well, was not Elmore was not present in this season at all. At all? No. At all, no. We got, he, we got the little uh, cyborg thing of him, but that was it, and it wasn't him. And then we get right. him in the end for one liner, and now he's gone. So he doesn't yeah. even get an get an arc to send off on. Yeah, if you were gonna write him off, I would have just preferred you do it this this at the beginning of this season. Well, where's Elnor? Oh, he went back to the Jatvash, or whatever the hell. What are they? <laughs> the what ship, the hell? Yeah, whatever. Now what's the what's her the. The thing, uh, Michael Burnham's mom is that. I know. Yes. Yeah the the Romulan, yeah. the Romulan Vulcan people. I don't remember. Whatever. It, it's just if you're gonna if you're gonna write off that character, why did you have this big triumphant? Oh, Elnor, you're alive. See ya. Right. I, yeah. I I definitely. I think it was. I think there were a lot of missed opportunities that would have definitely enhanced if certain things were taken out that did need to be in there. I definitely agree. I think the like the entire character, like the entire character of Elnor. Yes. So I think like if we got rid of the FBI scene and utilized that time wisely, mm-hmm. I think it would have been more beneficial for the story because that was that was a whole episode dedicated to that. That ultimately didn't come didn't to anything. There. Correct. I, I, I wish that Song was a more prevalent threat. 
I wish that Rios had a better character arc. A character arc that I felt more comfortable saying goodbye to this character on. Mm-hmm. I wish Elnor had something that made me give a shit about him not being in the next season. Otherwise, it's just weird that you've set... Again, you set up three characters to show up next season who aren't going to be in the next season. Very true. All right, well then... That's who weird. The, who's the showrunner for this? His name is Terry Metalis. Do you follow him on Twitter? I think so, yeah. You got to reach out to him. We got to get him on the show. We'll just have a cup of tea and just talk to him. I don't want to be mean to him. No, just, I mean, if you were to be mean to him, that would mean bringing Mike on. We're not going to bring Mike on, so he's. we're not going to be mean. By the way, have you talked to Mike recently? I haven't heard from him in a long I time. I called him today, actually, but he didn't answer the phone. I'm guessing he's probably on call. That mother ever missed that dude. Yeah, I talked to him, what was it, like a, a weekend? No, a couple Maybe like four days ago, I talked to him just to catch up for like a half an hour, see how he's yeah. doing. But he's How's been, he doing? yeah, he's been really, really busy. Yeah, work's been kicking his butt. All right. Um, there's another thing that happens in this episode where we get a tease for Project Con. Um, yes. And I think the worst thing ever for me personally, um, and a very confusing thing because it's it's set up like, oh, I lost all my work at least i have this yes you know what it reminded me of i don't know if you watch community at all that's hilarious my i've watched a handful of well, more than a handful of episodes my my wife i actually put her on to the first episode yesterday and she watched the, she watched the very first the pilot episode she's like it's okay I love that show. I've watched I watched that show multiple times. There is it's an great. episode. There's an episode where Abed takes a class called Who Indeed, a, a critical a critical class on who's the boss or whatever. Mm-hmm. And opens the class with, Hey, who was the boss? And Abed says Angela. And then so he does this whole class. He Abed teaches a class about what it means to be a boss and blah blah blah. And yet uh, saying that yes, the boss of this of of who's the boss was Angela. So at the end of that episode, this guy, this teacher who's dedicated his life's work to learning about who's the boss, opens a drawer and there's a gun. And it's set up like, oh, God, he's going to shoot himself. And then he opens it wider and there's another book of a different 80s sitcom and he opens that and he's like, "Okay, I'm going to dedicate my life to this. That's what this reminded me of. I gotcha. And that was really funny. I don't want Kong. I, I just don't want Khan again. We've had enough. That's the weird thing because it says Project Khan and on the on the file is 1992 and 1996. And and the original series, I believe it, that was the years that Khan ruled the Asian continent. Um, that was the years of the eugenics wars. Okay. Now, I'm just not to get into strange new worlds. Um, but Strange New World says Civil War II led into the eugenics wars, led into World War III, mm-hmm. which means that the eugenics wars have been pushed ahead into the future. They are no longer set in the 90s. They are now in the future. They're yeah. now before World War III, which means that Earth went through three major three consecutive wars before first contact. Which mean which one? I don't. I don't like moving the eugenics wars at all. I, I think it's it's fine leaving in the nineties. Star Trek, Star Trek history does not need to be our future. Um, I am totally. I wish that like I like the idea of Khan in the nineties. It's this weird kind of amalgamous thing that that just kind of exists only in Star Trek. If that is the case, the file kind of leads me to believe that that is not the case. That the eugenics wars are still in the nineties, but Strange New Worlds kind of like tells me otherwise. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, that's three wars that take place in maybe 20 years. Yeah, That's a lot of war. That is. That is a lot. Like, what the hell happened? <laughs> um, the other thing, the, and, and so kind of like, so Rios, Rios is in 2024. He's probably 35, maybe 40. Mm-hmm. No, you know what? He's probably 40, 45. You think that old? Yeah, I do. Look she at the actor like... age. Okay. Look at the actor age um, while, right. I, while I do this. He's probably 40, 45. So he would have, in in, in uh, 40 years, 
first contact. So he would have been, he's 44? He's 44. So I was, right, I was about right. Okay, so Rios is probably 44, 45. Um, the eugenics wars, the, the first contact is 40 years, is it roughly 40 years after this moment in Picard. Okay. Uh, 2024, because that takes place in 20, 2063. So Rios would have been alive, theoretically, yes. for first contact. Yes. Which means he lived through three wars, and you want me to believe that he died in a bar, in a bar fight? The man lived through three wars? Slightly younger than old age? I mean, other people have done it. Plenty of people have done it, too. Where they but live through wars, and then they, have, they end up dying because something happens to them. They They get a cavity, and they just die from infection. Importantly, no one has lived through three wars with the devastating power that these wars are destined to have. True. Because they say because World War Three like wipes out civilization, pretty much. We're diving too deep, bro. But I'm just saying, deep. it's weird. It is, it is. <clears throat> and it, I, it, it kind of makes it like slightly redconned, which gets me nervous. I bottom line. Bottom line, you don't need to move the eugenics wars. Leave them in the nineties. It's fine. Nobody really cares that much. Do you think that he? Do you think they messed up on that? Or yeah. Do you think it was intentional? Well, it's weird that deep, but it's weird that Strange New Worlds mentions it in between Civil War Two and World War Three, mm -hmm. because the file indicates Project Khan was ninety two to ninety six. Okay. Civil War Two is in the future. That's it. Could be just a mistake. Maybe Pike misspoke. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't see the point in moving the eugenics wars, and I, okay. I hope they. I I just leave it in the nineties. In fact, this season, this season Picard makes more sense if Soong is being punished because of the eugenics wars. If he is the reason why Khan is, because like. I desperately don't want him to be like the father of Khan, right? Yeah. How messed up would that be if it, like, it became be like the worst? Now I'm going to start my ultimate project, Khan. And I'm like, I don't need the Soong family dealing with Khan. Yes. And if that's the case, why does he not look like Soong? That's a really good question. <laughs> that's a really good question. <laughs> Oh, it's like, man. I guess like Khan Noonien Singh, Khan Noonien Sung. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Star Trek, don't do that. Just leave him in the 90s and don't put the Sung name with Khan. Day, just don't yeah. do it. They need just to don't put do out that. a statement. They should just put out a statement and just say, hey, uh, we had a little typo in the, the script. Call it a day. All right. I'm going to look at some of the notes real quick. Uh, Seven and Rafi have a kiss. Beautiful. Yes. So happy. I'm so I I Look. If we lose everyone else, but we keep Seven and Rafi for next season, I'll be happy. I agree. I, I don't want to lose everyone. Keep um, Picard, though. I think he's essential. Hey, the show's after him. <laughs> I don't I don't like you right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I I especially like the end of the episode. The end of the episode has this weird, like cool let's say we all band together to fight a galactic threat that we have dealt with in like two minutes and like that's cool whatever is that the plot of the next season what this transport conduit is if it is i'm okay with leaving it as is but the fact that gerardi is not going to be back next season does lead me does leave me worried that that is not the case and we're just going to be like eh, we did it we're done didn't i call it though didn't i say that this season was gonna leak into the next season. You're like, no, 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 they're standalone. But it you said, like you said cliffhanger. This that wasn't a cliffhanger. That's not a cliffhanger. You so then you don't want to know what's going on with this giant portal. No, I, I conflict. do, That's I do, I do want to know. But it's not like the episode ends with, okay, we stopped this portal. What is it? Dun dun dun. To be continued. That's not that's not what it does. The story yeah. of this season is wrapped up. It just teases what has what could come next. Okay, touche, touche. Um, I and I do want to see that. I just 
Gerardi not coming back makes me wonder, like, are is are we going to see that? Is that going to be the next season's plot? What's through that? What's through that transport conduit? What created it? Because they they have a moment because because it's like this isn't a normal transport conduit. It's different. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it was created differently. It exists in space differently. Um, I'd like to see more of that. And it's also a bummer that we're not getting the Stargazer next season. Because I really like that ship. Well, how many how many seasons of Discovery do we get total? Is it like a Discovery? Five? Yes. I don't know. They'll go until they're done. Okay, because I didn't know if it was something. Because what only reason why I'm saying that is because Picard is going to be three seasons and it's going to yeah. end. We have Strange New Worlds, which is pick, kind of taking the spot of Picard. So we have Picard, Discovery, Lower Decks, and Prodigy. So if we were to add another one in there, that might overload. That'd be like too much overload of Star Trek at one mm-hmm. given moment to have a spinoff show where it's dedicated to that. I when we when Picard ends next season, I want them to announce another show. I want them to announce a show set in the 2400s because that's where we're leaving Picard in that era. And okay. the fact that we've, because Picard this season takes place in 2401. So next season will probably be 2402, 2403. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're in the 20, we're in the early 25th century. What I wanted ideally was that Captain Rios would, would have, it would be called Star Trek Stargazer and it'd be about Captain Rios and his first officer seven of nine. Right. Like, <laughs> That was the show that I would love to have seen. We're not going to get that show. No, we're, we're not going to. We're not going to do that. <laughs> but I would like to see. It. Like I'm sad that we're losing the Stargazer because it's a, it's a very pretty ship. It's a very, it's a beautifully designed ship. I really like it. I think the way that Terry Metalis, when he was asked, like, "Are we seeing the Stargazer next season?" It's like, "Oh, that's not the Stargazer," but hmm, makes me think maybe it's the Enterprise F mm-hmm. that we could be seeing next season. Um, still great. Which would be great. I'd love to see another Enterprise. Um, but whatever happens at the end of Picard, I do think I, I want a show set in 2405 or whatever we leave it in 2404. Mm-hmm. I want to keep going in this timeline because you also had the point where you could be like, me, let's, let's throw a hypothetical out. It's a seven of nine is the captain of the enterprise F or whatever, or the stargazer okay. more likely. 709 is the captain of the Stargazer. Michelle Hurd is her is her girlfriend slash number one. Um, and so like now you have a legacy character commanding a ship with some new characters. Maybe we actually get to know the bridge crew. Um, and then you can have it, you can have the show peppered with her seeing legacy characters, and we could be revisiting like Dax, uh, Cisco, Janeway, Chakotay in that era. And and that would allow like a lot of those actors to come back because some of them are coming back in prodigy, but only as voices. It would be cool to see them again in live action. I, I just don't want to lose this era of star Trek. I don't want, I don't want discovery to be the only one set in the future. Mm -hmm. Because everything else we have is set in the past, including prodigy and lower decks, because which are set in the 2380s. I want to keep going, you know? Can I just just chime in on one little thing? Yeah, of course. I love the fact that you said, let's go and get to know the bridge crew. That was a nice yeah. little shot at something we both. <laughs> we should know the bridge crew. <laughs> That's great. Stupid discovery. Um, yeah, I know. I, I would love to see. In my ideal world, we don't lose the we don't lose the stargazer. Again, I'd, I'd like to see a I'd like to see a show set on the stargazer. Um, next season, maybe the Enterprise F. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I, I hope I made my I hope I made that point clear. I'm, I feel like I'm a little bit rambly right now, but let me see what You're else I good. have. It, it was cool to see Seven take the captain's chair, though. Yes. Um, I had a question for you. Yes. How do you feel? knowing that all this has taken place we're getting a future uh oh did you freeze what no, okay I'm here. scare me because i just saw you Sorry. like yawn and then it stopped i was like oh no that's because that's because i, I tried to hide my yawn ah gotcha gotcha sorry i didn't mean to go and throw it out there it's okay. i lost my train of thought it will come back to me um i forgot 
too. I'm so sorry. You're good. You're good. It'll, it'll come back to me eventually. Um, I have a note here that says the uniforms rule. I really like the uniforms. The Starfleet uniforms in this era are great. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I think that's all I have to say. I had something else to say, but I will. I'll probably. It's not important, clearly. No, no, what were you saying? You were saying, like, wish we could go back to the tape. We could rewind this. We could be like, okay, what were you saying? Um, oh, my Lord. It was something about Seven being captain. No. It was something about the Stargazer, something about going forward in this timeline. No. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yes. So we, even though we're not going to go and get, um, can't remember his name now, do with the sword. Elnor. Elnor. Thank you. It's been so long since I've seen him, so it's hard to remember his name. <laughs> uh, since we're not going to get Elnor in this next season, I think it would be a great idea to have Elnor in another show because I think mm. he is a really good actor. I think he can do a great job of bringing about the future and utilizing him as a character because we're now not going to see him for a whole season. Yeah. What's going on with the ship? What is his transition from being an ensign now being in Starfleet and working his way up through the ranks to wherever he needs to get to? I think yeah. that's a great spinoff option for them to utilize. And it brings about a whole new era of Star Trek. That's set and in you, future. you can do that with the show that I pitched, right? Yeah. You can do that with seven of nine being the captain um rafi being the first officer elnor being the tactical officer you know right. like you can th there you go you got three members of the bridge crew that we already know coming from a different show all you got to do is all you got to do is uh, populate the rest of the show with some interesting characters is that uh, a conflict of interest though would that be having your first officer dating the captain and technically her son i don't care <laughs> i know you don't care but continuity wise of star trek fleet Rules I'm sure. I'm sure Starfleet doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean clearly they made Discovery, right? I mean, Starfleet might give a shit, but they shouldn't. Let let love be love. Well, there you go. I, think I don't think there. Well, I don't think there is a rule saying that your captain, the first officer, can't date. Do you know of any captains and first officers dating? I feel like I do, but I can't remember one. I'm I'm sure I read someone. Eh, whatever, it doesn't matter. All right, yeah, okay. I don't think I have much more to add about this. I I know I was a lot. I was very negative. I was, I, I, was, I feel like I was more negative than I really was. Um, I I did really like this episode. I did really like the season overall. Um, there are just things that like are kind of glaringly obvious to me that could have improved that I wish they had done. I gotcha. Well, if you want to go and shed your shed all of your burdens and all of your worries about this horrible man sitting next to me, you can go and tweet him at No. You can Instagram him at <laughs> No. But we should get out of here, which means I will have to plug my stuff after you plug your stuff. Sounds good. Um you can follow me on Instagram at just little podcast, on Twitter at just podcasting, on TikTok at just podcasting as well doing a little bit of unboxings on there and also on YouTube. You can check me out as well. Uh, I'm trying to go and be more, I guess, on a camera. Yeah, more on a camera. <laughs> um, there's another rumor saying that Orla Brady might not be back this season, uh, next season. Really? And I'm like, you don't, you don't end that season the way you did and not bring that character. Serious. Back. Serious. Um, so let's hope that's, hope that's not true. Um, Okay, yeah, that'll do it. I'm sure I'll think of many more things I want to talk about this season, but it's fine. Um, that's it. That's Star Trek Picard, everyone. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, appreciate you following this journey with us. Um, again, really enjoyed this season. I'm excited for the next season. Um, yeah, I stand by everything I said. Whatever. Um so, of course, you can find out all the other episodes. All the other episodes are up. If you want to check out all the other Star Trek cards, um, they're up now. You can also check out other um, Fickner's watches that we have on this channel. Again, like this video, subscribe to this channel. You can check out our Moon Knight episodes, recaps that we've done. Um, we've done 
all of them at this point. Uh, the, the newest one will be out by the time you, you're watching this. Coming up for Fake Nerds Watch is Strange New Worlds, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, um, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Excited thank, for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Thank the Lord. Um, so stay tuned for both of those. Cannot wait to get those out there. Um, yeah. Again, if you subscribe to the channel, you can check out all sorts of other shows we have, such as Basement Arcade, Basement Arcade Pause Menu, Animation Station, and Fickner Book Club. Um, all those sh- all those shows are available on this channel. Um, we have a Tee Public, and we have a Patreon, which you can find uh, if you want to support us financially. Uh, or you can find all those links on our website at ficknerpodcast.com. Um, Fickner Podcast on all the social medias. Check out us there. Uh, I'm at BC McClure on Instagram and Twitter. I also write for... Um, Atomic Geekdom, where I'm currently going through the Infinity Saga, kind of doing these moments of revisiting the Infinity Saga. My latest, uh, my latest article is up now, where I talk about the Defender Saga. It's four pages. Yeah. I'm talking read it about the really Defender. good. You, really, you read it? I'm so happy. I did. I saw it on your um, your Instagram, and I was like, you know, what? let me go and read this, and I, it oh. was really good. I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm really That's happy good. with how that one turned out. It was good. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Um, so if you want to be like Cookie, you can check out that. Uh, that's up now. And you can check out my other writings on Screen Rant, where I t- write tons of lists. I even have a Picard list, like an Easter egg list, if you want to check that out. Um, and uh, I'm the editor for KaijuRamanMedia.com. Did I say BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter already? You sure did. Okay, so then that's it. Until next time we see us, guys, live long and prosper.